Welcome back to the Dragon Party. Dragon Party. We are the Dragon Party Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Brandis, and joining me as always, his name is Eric. Eric, tell me your name. Uh, I'm sorry, I put on one of the rings. I am now a Nazgul uh, uh, Sauron. Sorry. A Wraith I love, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be a Are you in the but... Shadow Realm right now? I am in the Shadow Realm, yeah. <laughs> Tolkien well, also invented the American version of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, <laughs> weird, but, you know. Isn't that where they are, though, right? Like, that's the part of their lore? Is that the, the nine humans are, like... There, yeah, it's, it's you like lose yourself to the shadow realm, right? If you if you like wear the ring, or yeah, they, or get stabbed use, by one of their knives. They use shadow in a very like metaphorical <laughs> way and kind of literal, where it's like you know if you put on the ring, you can like see them as like once what they were, what they're they like kind of half dead yeah. thralls of, of Sauron. They're Lord of the Rings has many tiers of knowledge. I am in the, I know more than most people who have just read the books once and have just the movie, but there are people who just have like encyclopedic knowledge of everything Tolkien. Right, everything I could be saying is complete and utter not. I just know, um, in the first movie, he gets stabbed by the knife, right? And then like his affliction was that he was going to like pass into into the shadow shadow realm or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they lit- They said he's going to, like, pass into shadow or he's being taken by shadow. I think that was, like, the metaphorical, like, the shadow of evil. <laughs> okay. but, I thought yeah. he was going to, like, literally turn into, like, that one of them white ghost things that, that they are. I don't that, know. I, that also <laughs> might be true. Let's not, let's not that's say, what I assumed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought yeah, that that's what they were. They were, like, they shadow realm. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, there's probably some archaic lore by saying like oh they inhabit two like two planes and (laughs) well there's our attempt at the lore but we're not here for exactly the lore we're here about the magic set that they made yes which is rife with lore magic set it is rife with lore absolutely yeah they packed it all in stuff that you might not have seen in the movies and and most of the stuff that you had seen in the movies i think most importantly yeah, yeah. So yeah, they like, base it off of the books, not the movies, but like the movies basically the same. Yeah, they didn't really go. If we hadn't said like, it already, which I think we did, the movies are so good. <laughs> the movies are so good. They're 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 the best. They're the best. Yeah. So, uh, but before we get started, we're back at the party, Eric. This week, what you gonna be drinking on this one? All right. So there, one of the breweries uh, called Lakewood Brewing down here has like this um, sub line. Of milk stouts called Temptress. Ooh. So this one's called Sin Mint. Is it going to be minty? I don't know how I feel I about a minty beer. I think it's like it's it's kind of supposed to be like a thin mint, but it says it has mint in it. It has mint in the. Try that. Yeah. I I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think I've tried a minty beer, but I I generally stay away from like the minty desserts, right? Because I feel like I'm brushing my teeth with dessert. That's not it's not what I want to mix yeah. there. Mm. I'm it not, does I'm have a. It's more of a. Fresh... Yeah, it's more of a minty aroma. I'll, I'll say that. Woodsy, maybe. I mean, just woodsy. Not, not quite uh, full mint. Yeah, it's definitely not like full in your face, like trying to shove a sprig of mint up your nose or anything. Well, it's my my drink is quite boring today. Um, I was telling Eric, I've had one hell of a day, people. I, <laughs> I had to work from one a.m. to. Eight nine in the morning. That was like As my hours. Just yeah, like on Thursday, it was like, hey, by the way, you're gonna come in at midnight, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. 
<laughs> you can hear them shaking their head. So I'm I'm already having my, my go to bedtime drink. This is just this is just water mixed with a bunch of like uh, a magnesium supplement, basically, because it helps. You know, it's supposed to like uh, be a calming effect on your body. But a lot of people do this as as, as their their nighttime drink. I, I need it. Court ordered, or not court ordered, but like doctor ordered. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you should take more magnesium. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do find it helps me sleep. Anyways, on to Lord of the Freaking Rings. I think this segment, uh, we're going to do a highbrow overview like we usually do with the sets. And then we're going to uh, split it up into segments for you. We have our underrateds, uh, our strongest, our favorites, and our newly added overrated so we have under, over, favorites, and our strongest from the set. We'll, yes. we'll do each of those. But the set in total uh, definitely seems like built for Commander. It was, again, straight to modern. So they skipped over a standard set, allowing them to maybe push some things. It also allowed them to do pull out like whatever flavor they needed to, to base it on the flavor. I think we might have got, maybe in our primer though, we might have already done, if you go back and listen, we probably did most of what we needed to talk about in this segment. So maybe we yeah, should just I roll right so. into it. Yeah. No, I can just roll right into it. I think we'll just roll right into it. What do you want to start with? Which category? Let's, uh, do you, do you want to change it up? Do you sure. Wanna go, let's, you want to start with our favorites? Let's start with our favorites. I like that. I like that. Let's start with our favorites. Yeah, we usually end with it. So, yeah, let's yeah. let's bring it to the top. Let's start with our favorites. I uh, we usually have a list of five. Is that what you you went with? I, yeah, I got numbered five to one. Now, one thing I did do that I'll have to mention, but for my list of the favorites, um, a lot of my favorites, and this kind of happens a lot, is like they're like mixed in with some of our other lists. Like, like oh, a couple okay. of them might be on the strongest, a couple of them might be underrated, and they're, like, ones I really like. So I had to choose ones that aren't necessarily, like, my right. five favorites, but they were, like, the five that I didn't mention in the other categories. Yeah, th these are the, uh, yeah, the five favorites of the... <laughs> the <ones laughs> yeah. yeah, so some of them are, like, pretty deep cuts, where I'm like, I don't know if I'll play them. But I like <laughs> at least at right. the, like at the back end of the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because uh, no one's gonna yell at us that we picked the wrong favorite. But people might yell at us. They're like, "How could you not have this on your strongest?" How can right? Exactly. You gotta get you gotta get the strongest ones right. You, you, the favorites can be whatever you like yeah, want to actually play. A lot of times, it's ones that I feel are the strongest. Right? Like, I oh yes, I'm interested in playing this. Yeah, strong we card, do so. like strong cards. Yeah, generally, I like to play a card that's gonna do things. So. You want to kick it off, or are you? Yes, I'll kick it off. Kick it off. Okay, so you know how I love cards that make your opponents choose things, and that and the card is bad. Well, yes, you do do that a lot. You have a whole deck based around that premise. Yes, yes, exactly. So, and this is probably going to go in there. Is the Palantir of Orthunk? Oh, uh, this is on my list at number two on my favorites. Hell yeah! It's this card's card. amazing. Uh, so it's a three mana legendary artifact. Hell which is, yeah. yeah. There's only one plantier for Orthog, although there are four plantiers. Um, yes. At the beginning of your end step, put an influence counter on plantier of Orthog and scry two. Then target opponent may have you draw a card. If that player doesn't, Ooh. you mill X cards where X is the number of influence counters on, on uh, plantier. 
and that player loses like equal to the total mana value of those cards. There is so much stuff going on. I was and just now, like, this is I, awesome. you mentioned that this card's bad. I, Eric, I think this card's good. I think this is a really you good card. Yeah, yeah I mean, initially, I obviously, that turn one, you know, probably not doing a whole lot, like maybe making a guy lose three life. But that's that's some that's not nothing. That's something. Yeah. And yeah. later, it's either drawing you a card or like they might die. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. don't know. <laughs> this card might be good. In I like, think this card's good if you have a lot of stuff that manipulates top of your deck. Oh, that or again, you know how many decks proliferate nowadays. If you get enough counters on this thing, it's like okay, I can't even risk it. If they if I if they he missed five cards and he flips over twenty look mana worth, I'm fucking dead. Yeah. So just yeah. draw your card, and, and then that's a really good card. Drawing it your Yeah, you, you could, like, at the beginning of your end step, you know, pick a tutor that tutors to the top and of it's, your And it's drawing at your end step with a scry two. With a scry Don't, two. Never, never forget, never underrate that, that scry two, and oh, then draw. Uh. Because you can't. It's not optional. You have to. <laughs> you must uh, scry yeah, It's I, a palantir. Of course you're scrying. Of course you're scrying. Um, yeah, because I, you you can imagine a situation where it's like okay, tutor that tutors on top of your deck for a creature. You're playing a reanimated deck. You're like you want to mill that creature in your graveyard anyway, and then it's like boom, take twelve. Yeah, <laughs> right. they, I love that they don't know what they're gonna get until you do it. Because I just I love like it's turn card, three. Yeah. I love this. It's fun. Yeah. It's reasonable. It's it's uh, it's priced to to move. I, I love this card. I think I think it's you should play. It's, you can't just, play this in every deck. Like I think we're you can kind of hear that it's like if you have any given synergy, I think you can make this. You could push this card to being good. Yeah, exactly. You could push. But it. it's not a card. It's not one of the, one of those artifacts. It's like oh yeah, auto. They're like oh run it. <laughs> totally. There, there are a bunch of card. There are a bunch of um, decks that reference top of library. So this brings. Scry 2 helps, and then getting stuff in your graveyard helps too. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, even if the Scry is, is part of your synergy, right? Yeah, this card is, is a card that just Scries for free at the end of every turn. So yeah, that, that's good enough. All right, my first my first go at it is going to be, this is one that I was like, ah, that's cute. Uh, and then I realized like, well, it has kind of an underrated effect. Uh, and this is the Fires of Mount Doom. Ooh, yeah. this I was thinking about putting it on just like, I, I love this card. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. It's it's a very unique effect, and I used to play a card like this, and I think it was underrated back then, which I'll talk about. So this is two and a red for a legendary enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, it does two damage to target creature and opponent controls, and you destroy all equipment attached to that creature. I think that line of text can like completely blow some guy out <laughs> that he was just like not expecting. And then in addition. It has a static uh, ability, a tr an activated ability of two and a red to exile the top card of your library. And then you can play that card this turn. So the impulse draw that we're all used to red having. And in addition to that, when you play a card this way, it'll deal two damage to each player. And that includes you. <laughs> a little splash damage <laughs> coming back. <laughs> but uh, just, a, just a reasonable card uh, that, that can punch way above its weight out of nowhere, which is like the perfect card to have in Commander. <laughs> where yeah. something can be like yeah it's totally reasonable it's fine it'll get rid of you know their annoying esper sentinel that's been sitting out for a couple turns you're just like ah kill that kill that or it'll like destroy a dude who like equipped up his huge commander and you're like destroy all that <laughs> all of that equipment could be awesome 
your uh, your audio is kind of went robotic for a second there. Uh oh! I hope it altered. The sound waves look like they're receiving normally on on my end. It might it might be our uh, our connection because I saw it hyped up. So I'm hoping it all works out. We're gonna okay. Unless you can't hear me still, are you still struggling? Uh, it's still struggling. Uh, resume. Okay. Uh, yeah, my next card. I we talked about this card, and I said I was. I think I was gonna put it on my my list. So I have to. It's Tom Bombadil. Five Tom color Bombadil. legendary. God Bard. <laughs> I don't know why. I just love. I love saying. Uh, yes, the God Bard has arrived. <laughs> I think from um, the main set, he's gotta be the. It's between him and Aragorn for gonna be the most built. And I'm leaning Tom Bombadil is going to be the most built from the set. Yeah, I, be, this card it's definitely is because there's like, oh, you want to you you you're playing a three color saga deck. Why not? Just Why just not run Tom Bombadil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and he and, like and, immediately becomes the saga. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's got a whole archetype to him. Sagas. It's, yeah. He controls sagas. Like that's just it's it's this exactly, yeah. and it looks like they're just always going to be making new sagas. Yep. So yep. it seems like it's a perennial card type for sure. Yeah, and I love just the the flavor of the not necessarily referencing Tom Bombadil, but just like. You have to have four lower counters on it to make him hexproof and indestructible. So as long as he's telling a story, <laughs> you're good to go. And, right, a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stories. And he has multiple stories going on. And when he finishes one, it just loops into another one. Yeah, he's just so got another one going. <laughs> he's just got another one coming. Uh, so I think this card is hilarious and awesome. And I think you'll we'll see more nuanced Saga Tom Bombadil decks as magic goes on and they're just printing more and more sagas because you can be like well i'm really a grixis saga deck yeah but yeah, i'm just right, gonna right. play green for ramp and then bam, tom bombadil looks fine. sure sure yeah they, right as of now it, every tom bombadil deck might look exactly the same i get what you're saying because because they're all yeah. just saga decks but eventually they're probably gonna play very different everyone's got their own flavor of saga they're all playing sagas with tom bombadil that's what you do but yeah, I agree. I think yeah. it's a it's a neat flavor. All right, my my fourth on the list and slight cheating, but not not really. You'll get why is I paired Nazgul's with the Witch King. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Nazgul is um, an uncommon from the set that has nine different arts. <laughs> yeah, for this uncommon, uh, and it's a two and a black Wraith Knight, one two with Death Touch. When it enters the battlefield, the ring tempts you. And whenever the ring tempts you, you put a plus one, plus one counter on each wraith you control. There are not many of those. Masquid Nexus? All of these Naz... Masquid <laughs> Nexus! This is our Masquid Nexus pick of the week, people. Uh, and also, as a commander deck, you can have nine Nazguls in your deck. So obviously, you need one of each art, which automatically makes these things like $5 a piece. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you so have to collect each one. Yeah, you have to collect. You have to collect each one. You can't if you have yeah, the you same. Can, you are not allowed. It says your you, deck can have up to nine cards named Nazgul, but it also states under that they have to be. It says it right on the card. It has to be exactly it. And if you're looking at your card and it doesn't say that, that's you've got a misprint card. 
<laughs> You've in fact got the wrong. Throw that away. That was Throw a. Away. Um, but I also want to read uh, the Witch King, by the way, because I think he's pretty important. Uh, he's one of the the stronger cards of the set of Mythic Three Black yeah. Black Five Three Wraith Noble. So he's one of the other only other wraiths. He is flying. Whenever one or more creatures deals combat damage to you, each opponent sacrifices a creature that dealt combat damage to you this turn. I don't understand how that's possible. (laughs) 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 I guess I'm two-headed. You you said the... uh, The Witch King of Angmar. Oh, there's yeah. there's a couple witch kings from the set. Yeah. That's fair. There is a I, couple I witch kings. One, yeah. Um, yeah, there's bringer of ruin, but not the bringer of ruin. I don't, I don't, the mythic version uh, specifically of the witch king is much better. So he's got like this. Uh, yeah, and in addition to each opponent sacrificing creature that dealt damage to you this turn, the ring also tempts yeah, you. I have, n- I have no idea why it's templated that way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because like, how is it possible that that each opponent is gonna have to sack a creature that dealt damage to you this turn when it's their turn right now? It's it's only one combat going on at once, unless unless the the guy playing the pinger deck accidentally. Oh no, it has to be combat damage. So it's <laughs> yeah, deal combat damage to each opponent sacrifices a creature that, that dealt, dealt combat, combat damage to you. So how, you can't do combat damage to me when it's not their turn. So I don't know. Yeah, I. It's yeah. Maybe there's a couple just of cards in the set that were worded really. There's one that I want to get to eventually. It's not on any of my lists, but maybe you'll bring it yeah. up and we'll get to it. Where I literally read the card five times. I still don't know what the card does, and I'm not kidding. Yeah, um, there, there's yeah. You're right. There's a couple cards out of this. So I was just like, wait, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> I I don't. They did this wrong. Uh, also, yeah. I'm not even done with the Witch King. He also has discard a card. Witch King of Angmar gains indestructible to return. Tap it. Now that line of text, a free discard outlet that gives yeah. him indestructible is supremely underrated. I play a million of those effects in my Grease Fang deck, and it's insanely good. <laughs> and I would play yeah, this it, card there because why not? Yeah, it, it's, it's a super it, strong five drop. It's fantastic, and we've been seeing more and more like activate only one each turn. Yeah, text, right. This just gives you unlimited. So it's just one of those things nice. that you have to kind of keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, it that's especially Commander. It's just kind of underrated. Just to be like, okay, I just carved my hand. Right. Now I can like do some cool shit, you know, madness and mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, yeah, that card's sick. I played against it in limited. It just housed me. <laughs> I can imagine in limited that thing's impossible to beat. I mean, yeah, I mean, every time like, you attack, you're losing. Things no matter what, <laughs> I know, and you're like, oh, well, it's only a five three. It's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. Except the ring tempts you enough times, and then it deals eight damage because of the three yeah. damage from the ring tempting. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. it's indestructible. It was, yeah, it was that's insane. Kind of unbeatable. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. That's it. And it, it, I did not beat it. <laughs> so, <laughs> low sample yeah, size, but that statement is correct. Um, okay, I'm gonna. Uh, my next card is Sharky, Tyrant of the Shire. <laughs> I didn't even know this card exists. I like saw it just now, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? What even is this card? So it's a uh, uh, two uh, blue black legendary creature, Avatar Rogue. Uh, activated ability of lands your opponent's control can't be activated cool. unless they're mana abilities. Cool, great, totally relevant. 
Um, Sharky, uh, Tyrant of the Shire, has all activated abilities of your lands, uh, your opponent's control, except mana abilities. Mana of any type can be spent to activate Sharky's abilities. Uh, this is just a wild card. This one's um, wild. It, I, I don't... This is like I gotta figure out a way to break. This. I I like, like I don't think you could legitimately build a good deck based off this of like this guy as a commander. I would love you to play it, and like I don't feel as bad as compared to like the March of the Machines one, the Linvala one that was like creatures. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like lose all activate and you can activate them instead. Where that one feels very targeted. Like this, a land's not going to be in the command zone. So like. Okay, whatever lands right, they're playing, yeah. I'm gonna get. Like, I don't feel nearly as bad that like my Mazevith is now turned off. Like, yeah, that sucks. But this guy's right, playing Sharky, so he should get rewarded you, for that. You like, got that's me. You got yeah, me. yeah. Like, all right, awesome. Because like, yeah, I legitimately I, don't think you could possibly plan on having a game plan with this guy. But I love it. He's I know. Cool. I know. I, that's why I'm just like, I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff. Where I'm just like, okay, how can we do this? Because, like, so the joke is, since this is modern legal, that people can't use fetch lands anymore. Because sure. that's, but it, it's like most of the He's good, still not getting, but they made him four mana, so he can't even see play there. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, there's no, um, there's no, like, really good, you said Maze of Ith, that's kind of the best one. There's, there's a couple, but, you know, like, since it, he doesn't steal mana abilities, which I don't really know why he couldn't steal mana abilities, because right. I would love for just to be like, oh, you're playing Cabal Coppers? Here you go. Now I play Sharky. Now I have Cabal Coppers now. Sure, um, sure. But, you know, there's like Rogue's And it's weird that it's on Sharky. Like, he is the land. That's yeah. a, that's another weird fact, right? He he is the land. He's yeah. got the abilities <laughs> of the lands. Yeah, I, know, I guess right? that's why he doesn't get the mana abilities. It's like it's just giving him activated abilities, not land. Yeah, abilities. not triggered abilities. And yeah. I, I understand why it says no triggered abilities because it would just be weird right. to be like conflicting. Like enters the battlefield tapped, untapped. Like you know, like what if he's got a glacial chasm and, and, it's, and, and you have cumulative upkeep? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's got to be something. There's got to be something. And I just love cards like this. So you're just like, wait, what? Like some mad scientist was like, okay, we only have one shot to make this scene in Magic in Lord of the Rings, and then right, they came up with right. this. <laughs> it's just like there's got to right? be a reason. There's got to right. be a reason that they made this. <laughs> I refuse to believe Probably that this not. was made in vain. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I'm, like maybe this card goes into into a ninety nine that I'm just not sure of right now too. Right, where like there's some meta where he he could be useful where he stops no people's lands. You, you can't you can't play Sharky like a coward. It's got to be a commander. It's got to be commander. All right, all right, man. You heard it here. Unless first. there's some like there's some like spell that's like white, or, like, you know, <laughs> white blue or something that's just like oh you know I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Uh, I got another real, real quirky one that I don't think it's going to be good at all. And now that I like, I keep reading through it. I'm like, it says good words, but I don't think it's going to be good, but I, I still want to try it. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is the one ring to rule them all. Not, not the one ring. No, 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 no. The black saga, one ring to rule them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't be confused. The other one's pretty good. The other one's amazing. It's on a different list. Uh, this is yep. two black black 
uh, and it's got three chapters of its saga. First chapter is the ring tempts you. Yep. Then each player mills cards equal to your ring bearer's power. So remember, as soon as the ring tempts you, uh, the first time, whatever time, if this is the fourth time, doesn't matter. You choose a ring bearer always during the tempting. So whatever that ring bearer's power is, every player is going to mill that many cards. Chapter two is probably its most relevant for Commander. Um, it's destroy all non-legendary creatures, which I like. So it's not going to kill your commander. It's also not uh, going to kill their commanders. But yeah. I think it'll do a lot of what you want sweepers to do. Yep. Which also is not get rid of like, the massive armies. It's also, yeah. yes, yes, and that's another key point, right? Your ring bearer is legendary. So you can choose a non-legendary creature and you'll save it by chapter two by making it legendary. So you'll have your commander and you can still have another key creature in play that could be your ring bearer. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's an underrated effect right there. And I think, again, as far as like sweepers go, I think that's going to do the work that you want it to do. Like no one's afraid to play the commander, but I think it's awkward that it's chapter two. I I will say. Yeah, it's it's awkward as chapter two. And man, there's like a lot of legendary creatures nowadays. There is, there is. There's like full on legendary. That's why I think, yeah, that that one might disappoint you quite a bit. But, you know, tokens and stuff. Yeah, but it can still do a good amount of splash damage, right? And it's still like. Not going to do zero. Also, like with sagas, especially a saga like this, you almost have to play it and like almost not plan for like any of this stuff like to be specifically what you want you just gotta let it do its thing you just gotta let the card be value that's all you have to let this card do just Mm -hmm. just let it do its thing and then chapter three is like one that i typically play on rakdos charm is each opponent loses one life for each creature card in that player's graveyard rakdos charm is in play uh but this one's for each creature card in their graveyard and that that could right out kill people yeah, exactly. People love throwing crap in their graveyard. People love throwing things in the graveyard. So I, I just think this is a card that like you could play and it might do work. Yeah, it can also do. Yeah, it might just be right. like, right? Yeah, it, it yeah definitely could just be like, oh, I'm just gonna lose my whole board because I haven't played my commander yet. And yeah, yeah, you you would want to be playing 10. a deck where you're playing all legends, right? And to yeah. to avoid any awkwardness with the second one and, and just just get value mm-hmm. out of the card and and who knows if you want to play this i don't know why you would necessarily but i think it'd be an interesting yeah. i think it's a cool card hey this is why it's on my favorite cool card. <laughs> card and like you know maybe you really care about the ring tempting you for another deck and you're just like i need a board wipe this one also says ring tempts you on it so <laughs> yeah uh my next one is a. Uh, the uh, Gandalf the Grey, the is it one. The is it, oh yeah, you, you mentioned this as soon as we saw it too. These are a lot of yeah. the early cards that, that were spoiled and you, you liked them immediately. Yeah, yeah, I, I love this one. I pro- I'm get, gonna I'll probably repeat myself uh, because yeah, it, so it's three uh, blue-red Avatar Wizard, three, four. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, choose one that has been chosen. You may tap, untap, target permanent. It deals three damage to each opponent. Copy an instant or sorcery you control and you can choose new targets and put Gandalf on top of its its owner's library. Yeah, I I just think this is hilarious. It's so yeah. awkward. It's so cool or awkward. I don't know which one to, which word to choose. That like this does not That's reset cool. at the end of turn. No, it get, <laughs> it's, it's like the Garth one eye thing. It literally you have to choose one of those. <laughs> you, you take off. The he boxes. he will put himself on top of your library. He no will he will fuck off if you if he will do. 
three things and then he'll leave <laughs> right he, when right you when will it's put me for the on top of my, your library okay you will do it <laughs> yes you will leave for half the book that is when, hilarious to me when they're like well he was just a sort source of exposition and getting listen i, I remember so rehashing this a little bit i was thinking about this yeah. actually the other day because you had mentioned that and i'm like actually when i think about it he had a, a couple really good excuses, though, right? Like, I mean, he, he yeah, fought Saruman. Yeah, yeah, he fought, he, he he fought a Balrog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so he had a, a he few did. times. He probably has a good excuse of why. Yeah, yeah. In in this series, he did. In the <laughs> Hobbit, no, no. Yeah, okay. In the Hobbit, he's no. just like. He's just like, I'm not really interested in your quest. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you really, until you have He's the like, ring, you don't really interest me much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I had this card limited and it, it did a lot of work because you could basically just save it by casting an instant. Just be like, okay, you, you want to kill my... Oh, yeah, I want to draw this candle. again. Yeah, this card's good. Yeah. Especially if you, if the card you cast is a cantrip, because then you just bounce it back to draw. your hand. <laughs> and whatever. That's good. Which isn't super efficient. But yeah, it it's it's super cool. I don't know, it's fun. <laughs> you <laughs> it's just a like, fun get, card. To, get to do stuff. It's just a fun card, but mostly yeah. for the playbook. That's why, yeah. that's why I like it. I got another another fun one for you that works well with our favorite card, Maskwood Nexus. Yes, oh, I'm oh, talking oh. about the Doors of Durin. Yes, this is three red green for a legendary artifact. Speak, friend, and enter. Is its flavor text, of course. And whenever you attack, scry two. Then you may reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, put it onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking. Until your next turn, it'll gain trample if you control a dwarf and hexproof if you control an elf. You don't even need, I mean, that's why it's good with Masculine Nexus, but you don't even need the trample hexproof for this to be like a really relevant card always. It doesn't care what creature's attacking. Any creature can attack. It doesn't care how big that creature is attacking. It'd be a 1-1. One, one. You're still going to scry two, and you could end up with an eight, like an eight mana creature attacking all of a sudden. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. awesome. <laughs> it always allows you to scry, which can help you fix anything. So I, this card's just really good, I think, and it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I think it's yeah, got like a lot of words on it that make you feel like it's not going to be that good, and it could be bad, right? If it if you try this a bunch and you somehow always scry and there's no creatures there. It might feel bad. Yeah. Um, and, like, there are, you know, there, there's a ton of, like, cool changelings that do stuff. So even if you're not using Masswood Nexus, it, it's not that hard. Right. Uh, well, this card's yeah. awesome. This card's sick. It's <laughs> this, card's, this card's just awesome. Also, it's one of the best scenes in the movie as well. Right, they, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure it exactly. out. <laughs> um. My so my most favorite card that comes out of the set is uh, Shelob, Child of Ungoliant. I'm saying that wrong. I'm sure this is the hey, yeah. This is the the, this is the big, Golgari one, right? Yeah, this is the Golgari. So four green, uh, black for eight eight Spider Demon. Spider Demon with Death Touch because eight eight wasn't big enough. You need to kill those <laughs> ten tens fast. Uh, in Ward Two. Other spiders you control have death touch in War Two, which is kind of funny because like most other spiders have death touch, but um, War Two is, is nice. Um, War Two so, is nice. Uh, yeah, War Two is good. Uh, whenever another creature dealt damage this turn by a spider you control dies, so whenever a spider kills a creature, and they have death yeah. touch now, so yeah, so they're uh, gonna kill creatures. They're gonna kill creatures. 
uh, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a food artifact with two tap sacrifice this artifact you gain three life it loses all other card types so the reason why this is my favorite i had (laughs) auto completed this into loses card types and abilities it does not say it loses all other abilities so it still has all the any static effect is yours now etb effects when it dies uh activated abilities they're all yours uh, yep, and yep. it's a food artifact. And since it's not a creature token, you can, uh, board wipes don't get rid of these things, which is pretty nope. sweet. Yeah, that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, this card's so sweet. It's going to be the spider commander. It's going to be pretty popular as well. Yeah. yeah. It does some it's, really it's nice so things. sick. And, and like, you got to play a lot of like fighting cards so you can like ensure like I'm going to get <laughs> that ability. I want yeah. that one. I'm going to kill that with my spider to fight it and, and get that. Yeah. Yeah. It, That'd be sweet. It's it's so cool. Yeah, I love this card so much. I want to make a commander deck out of it. Like, how many times have we reviewed cards and be like, uh, this would be so good, like, as an enchantment? Right. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it sits out there and it's like, but it's like, it's like a 4-2. And you're like, yeah. man, every removal spell kills this thing. And it's just, yeah. someone's just going to board wipe. But now it's just like, oh, I'm going I'm to, either you have played this and you can fight your own creatures. Right, um, right, right. And then, um, and then it dies and becomes a food, and now it's just like, okay, it's now it's a token. Right. Uh, uh, so, yeah, this card's hilarious. All right, I got... Oh, you stole one, my my, my number two with the Palantir, but I did have an honorable one just in case. I had a backup. Uh, this card's really cool, and the more I think about it, I'm like, wow, this this has got more things than, than I thought initially. It's the File of Galadriel. Base level, this is a three mana legendary artifact tapped to add one mana of any color. So it's a manolith. Base level, it's a legendary manolith. It's got two static effect abilities. The first one is the one that's super interesting. If you would draw a card while you have no cards in hand, you draw two instead. When you first read that, your only instinct is, oh, I have to be empty handed and on my draw step, I'll draw two. And yes, it does do that. However... It doesn't state that it has to be during your draw step. You can just mm-hmm. have no cards in hand during your turn, or or your last card can be a cantrip, and instead of drawing one card, you're going to draw two. <laughs> and that can keep happening. That doesn't have, that, there's no limit to that. It just keeps happening. So this card can do a lot of card drawing sneakily. And I think it's awesome. I think it's going to be played in a lot of my decks that that get pretty low. Especially, like, if I think about, like, my red and white decks, that I'm, like, always just so low on cards because I don't naturally have things that draw, uh, except for maybe, like, it might replace itself once. To Mm -hmm. draw, be up a card after that is, like, enormous. Yeah, and And also... And this card's just a mana ramper that does that. Yeah, and... um wheel effects you're empty-handed when you start drawing cards you discard your hand first so you just get plus one cards on all on all like windfalls and stuff like that which is pretty sweet yeah i guess you would right because he had the first yeah. it sees the first draw, hand, you draw two yeah draw seven it'd be dry yeah probably i think i think you're right and then yeah. uh, the other line of text is not as relevant <clears throat> but it could be in a very certain deck uh i had one deck that paid all its life to get like really low um, I have actually like Bellagros right now, 
which like gets really low in life sometimes. It's whenever you would gain life while you have five or less life, you'll gain twice that much life instead. So on certain decks that like want to pay all their life and like pay it down to like four and then cast a one big spell and then gain like twice that. Yeah, and remember this could life, be a key card in a deck. Yeah, life um, swapping effects count as uh, gaining life. So if you gaining life, yeah, you, you go down to five down to one, yeah, someone. to one switch with somebody that who's at forty, you gain you thirty nine life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so now you double that. So yeah, it's, it could be it's sick. It wild. could be wild. Yeah. So this card is one of my absolute favorites. I think is this is a sick mana lift. and like. I love what they've been doing with these three mana rocks because like everyone only plays the two mana rocks anymore. And so they've yeah, been like I, pushing the power level on these three mana ones and they're still worth playing. They're, I yeah, still play those I, three I, mana ones. There's going to be a point. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, I've been thinking about this where there's like, man, there's like, I think this might be kind of one of the ones that finally gets there, but stuff like, you know, in certain decks yeah. or something like that. Um, where like three mana racks that like do stuff. Like I'm picturing right. also decks that like maybe they have a card draw replacement effect. Mm. Like there's that one Golgari guy who you could also pay for life to make it indestructible and tap it from um, drag or not dragons. Uh, uh, one of the uh, Ravnica ones. It's a Golgari. Oh, the zombie guy. guy. Yeah, the plant yeah. zombie one. Yeah. It's like if you would draw a card, instead look at the top three cards. Yeah, put, your one library, the put one in your the hand, graveyard. Put one in your graveyard. So now, like, you're never drawing cards. So if you can just be empty handed, you just do that twice now. Like, right. and, or if you, like, would draw a card and said, like, exile a card from the top of your library. I don't know. Like, it, it's stuff like that. It just like, combos okay. well with random stuff. <laughs> and it's yeah, just a just... rock. <laughs> it'll just work. Or, like, what, what you were saying about, you know, just like, oh, you're at. You, like this is like weirdly like white card draw because yeah if you're an aggro deck you're just playing all your shit yeah you just dump your hand out and then you're sitting there like drawing one a turn and it's a land you're like ah and that's like you're you're dead for the turn yeah yeah drawing two can be a huge deal especially if it's like get empty your hand again and then draw two more just like being able to keep up with the cards is is enormous and just allows you to, to do that having free discard outlets like the Witch King, you can just be like, I, yep. I want these all in my graveyard. Now I'm just drawing two every day. Yep. And then draw two. Yep. Awesome. So, yep. That's it for me and my favorites. Did you have any more or that was wrapped that was up? It. That was that was our list. That's our favorites. And uh, yeah, we've been talking a while because we, we had a little preamble on this one. So that'll be it for this time. We'll see you all in the next segment. Party! Ah! Party! Ah!